0: Psalm 119, I don't believe there's no other one single passage in all of the Bible that exalts the need, the joy, the authority, and the blessing of the Word of God like the 119th Psalm. This Psalm has 150 verses. One for every psalm that is in the book of Psalms. And this 119th psalm is a song that's divided in 22 verses. 22 divisions in this 119th psalm. And it is a song they sang to edify and exalt The Word of the living God. And tonight I want to give you four reasons why the psalmist needed the Word of God, wanted the Word of God, and loved the Word of God. And as I read it to you, they sang it in a song. And I want to say Jesus is worth singing about. The Holy Spirit is worth singing about. Heaven is worth singing about. Salvation is worth singing about. And I'm glad tonight the book that I hold in my hand, the Word of God, is worth singing about. Four reasons why the psalmist needed and loved and desired and enjoyed the Word of God. Let's begin in Psalm 119 and verse number 9, 10, and 11. Let me say it like this. He needed and loved the word of God because the word of God to the psalmist was his defense and deliverance. Say those two words with me. It was his defense and deliverance. Say that with me again. It was his defense and deliverance. Notice how precious these verses are. Look in Psalm 119 in verse number 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? In other words, how do young people or old people or middle-aged people or any people stay clean in a dirty world? He answers it. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Notice what he says in verse number ten My whole with my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh let me not wander from thy commandments. Watch verse number eleven. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin. Against God. That's why he needed and loved the word of God. Because it was his defense and his deliverance. I've often heard it said one day a young man was getting ready to leave home. And his mom and dad said, we want to give you some parting advice. We want to give you some advice that will stay with you for the rest of your life and even prepare you to die. They said to their son, the Bible, the Word of God, will keep you from sin. But always remember that sin will keep you from the Word of God. Someone said, I believe it's impossible To be clean and live a clean life in a dirty world. It would be impossible were not for what we have at our disposal. The word of the living God. It is a fence around our mind. It is a fence around our heart. It is a fence around our soul. But what I love about the Word of God, when I do fall, when I do fail, when I do not allow it to be my defense, and I let up in an area in my life, and the devil takes advantage of it, and I do sin, and I do wrong, I'm glad the same book cleanses me, washes me, purges me, I love what Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 15 and verse 13. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So many times I felt like we're like a modern day lot. We vex our righteous soul from day to day just having to live among the wicked. Brother, we're going to see and hear and be exposed to more wickedness by accident. We don't have to go looking for it. But aren't you glad when we do hear, when we do see, when we are exposed to the filth and the ungodliness of this world, I'm glad I can take a trip to God's wonderful, holy word. And, brother, we cleanse our way by taking heed to the Word of God. And that's why we need to hide the Word of God in our heart that we might not sin against God. You say, well, brother Joe, why do you believe it says we need to hide it in our heart because you're going to be caught in some places where maybe you don't have your Bible handy. You may be caught in a place where you can't get your hand on a Bible. You may be in a position sometime when if you had a Bible, you'd be so tore up, you wouldn't ever be able to find the place. But that's why we hide the Word of God in our heart. And don't get me wrong now, I'm glad I have a copy of the Word of God. I'm glad I have more than one Bible my office in the church here, my office in my home upstairs, and my office downstairs and all the trunk of my cars, I have multiple Bibles, copies of the Word of God. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when I can't get my hands on a Bible, I'm glad way down in yonder where Jesus and the Holy Ghost lives. I've tried to hide the Word of God In my heart. Sometimes you can't even remember the book, the chapter, the verse. And sometimes you don't even remember the whole verse. But God's word is so good. If you can just get one word out of it. It will help you. In this so dirty world in which we live in. And so he loved and he needed the word of God. Because it was his defense and his deliverance. How shall we cleanse our way? By taking heed to God's word. And we hide God's word in our heart. That we might not sin against the Lord. So he loved and needed the word of God. Because the word was his deliverance and his defense. Come down if you will to verse number 89. Of the 119th Psalm. The second reason why he loved and needed and appreciated the Word of God. Because not only was his defense and deliverance in God's Word, I love this, but his dependence and his devotion was grounded in the Word of God. Brother, this psalmist is dedicated to God's Word. He is devoted to God's Word. And the psalmist, I love this phrase, has the ultimate Faith and confidence in the Word of God. He's not shaky about it. He's not apprehensive about it. He's not spooked about it. But brother, he is totally depending and devoted to the Word of God. Notice what he says in the 119th Psalm and verse number 89. I love the first two words of the verse for ever. Can I tell you what kind of Bible we got? A forever kind. You know what kind of word from God we got? A forever kind. This is the only book I know of in the world that has no abridged editions and it doesn't need to be updated It doesn't have to be fooled with because it is forever. And just when I didn't think this verse could get better, look what he says in verse 8 and 9. Forever, O Lord, I love this, thy word is settled in heaven. You say, well, I'm going to read it tomorrow and see if God may have a change of mind. Don't hold your breath. Well, maybe next year it'll be more up to date. It's already up to date before you get to next year. Uh, But maybe a hundred years from now, it might say something different. How many of you here are going to admit it? When you was a kid, you shouldn't have done it, but you did it. You played your mother and pitted your mother against your daddy. Daddy, mama say it. Or mama, daddy Said, and, and and they may have said something, maybe similar. Uh, but by the time you told Mama what Daddy said, or what, or Daddy what Mama said, they ain't said nothing close to that. I had a man call me the other day. He said, "Such and such church is looking for a pastor." I said, "I heard." He said, "I feel like the Lord wants me to pastor that church." I said, well, I'm not a member there. You've got to talk to somebody that's a member there. I said, won't you just go see one of the deacons and tell them God told you to, you know, you ought to pastor that church. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's all I said. And my wife is in the nursery tonight. She'll back me up because I had him on speakerphone and she heard the conversation. He goes to the deacon and says, I come highly recommended." By Dr. Jawatha, He feels like I ought to be the next pastor of this church. Why, he told me he couldn't see nobody other than me in that pulpit. I never said that. He totally took what I said and twisted it around. Now, I I hate he done that, but it's like payback. Because I've done that. I've said to my daddy, mama said. So mama and daddy finally started... Now, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask your mama if she said that. I'm going to ask your daddy if he said that. And when they did that, I just had to go ahead and tell him I lied. Because it's going to get on around there. Because I'm tell you something. It's easy to twist what somebody says to make it fit your agenda. I'm going tell you something, brother. God's word is not twisted. God's word doesn't have to be updated. God said what he meant and meant what he said and it's settled. The word settled here is a judicial term. It means the judge has made a verdict and it cannot and it will not be appealed. Brother, in that day when a king sealed his verdict with his signet ring. Even the king could not break his own word. And that's what got that man in the Bible in so much trouble. By the name of Herod, when he passed that ungodly judgment on John the Baptist and tried to change his mind, he couldn't even do it. Because once the judge passed the verdict, it was settled. And i tell you something tonight. God's word is forever settled. He's not going to change his word about salvation, about the Christian life, about eternity. Ladies and gentlemen, you can depend and devote your life to the authority of the Bible. It is forever settled in heaven. So he loves and needs the word of God because his deliverance and defense is in the word. He loves and needs the word because his dependence and devotion is in the word. Quickly come to verse number 103. Psalm 119 verse 103. He loved and appreciated and needed the word of God because his desire and delight was in the word of God. Let me say that again. His desire and his delight was in the word of God. Notice how he words it in verse number 103. How sweet mm -hmm, are thy words to my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding and therefore I hate every false or ungodly way. His delight and his desire was in the word of God. Notice how in the text he used the word taste. Taste. If you got a taste for something, that means you got a longing for it. Or you have a, as the old timers would say, a hankering. Or they'd say a desire. And man, if you want something bad enough, it seems only that will satisfy. I've been on this crazy diet. And I man I'm missing my cheeseburgers and I'm missing my hot dogs. And I'm I don't eat junk food because it's convenient. I eat it well, I used to eat it because I love it. I'm telling you, if you don't love a hot dog with mustard and chili and slaw, and some French fries and ten gallons of Coca Cola, you're not even in your right mind. I could eat a hot dog from here to Augusta and back. And it seems like the more you want something, only that will satisfy. I mean, I got through preaching last night. Brother Tom drove me and normally I'll, we'll go to the drive-thru. Me and Brother Tom will get us a Big Mac or Shane to get two Big Macs. We'll have a big old time. We'll go down the road eating tater chips and I mean having us a big time. And last night, all I could get Brother Tom to do was get me a handful of almonds and a bottle of water. Let me tell you something. That's torture, Shane. Ah, that's thats why I like Shane to go me because I can always talk him into doing different. Shane says, give me one of them big double snicker bars, Brother. It's got almonds in it. But, but I'm just telling you, listen to me now. I thank God for water and almonds, but it don't hold a candle to a big old double cheeseburger out there at McDonald's. But that's why I can get in this vest again, and we're gonna stop right there, cause I may backslid on the way home. But when you get something on your mind, only that seems to satisfy. Oh, when it comes to our spiritual food, when it comes to our spiritual diet. Amidst the world of fear and doubt and turmoil. brother, nothing feeds the soul and satisfies the soul. And meets the need of the soul and the hunger. Like the word of God. Our desire and our delight is in the word. Because it's sweeter than honey to our taste. I'm glad I have an appetite. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm glad I have an appetite for the word of God. I want to read it. I want to study it. I want to hear somebody sing about it. I want to hear somebody teach it to me. And i love to hear somebody in the power of the Holy Ghost preach it to me. Thank God for the Word of God. He loved it. He needed it. He desired it. His defense and deliverance is in the Word. His dependence and devotion is in the Word. His desire and His delight is in the Word. But number four, come to verse 105. His discernment and direction was in the Word. Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a day where God's people have needed discernment and direction for our life like never before. How many of you felt like every day you get up, the world just got dumber and more foolish? You think, how do people say foolish stuff? How do they think foolish stuff? How do they do foolish things? Well, I can tell you this, they're not letting the Word of God direct them. And they're not getting their discernment from the Word of God. And ladies and gentlemen, the power and the precepts of this book will teach us how to live. It'll teach a man how to be a good husband. It'll teach a man how to be a good father. It'll teach a wife how to be a good wife. And how to be a good mother. Man, our discernment and our direction. If you want to know what God wants in your life, read the Bible. And let it be your guide. And I love the way he words it in verse number 105. He says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and he adds, and a light unto my path. Mr. Psalmist, how do you go through the uncharted waters of life? Psalmist, how do you live in such a dark and dirty and defamed world? Mr. Psalmist, how do you maintain such a walk with God in the midst of an evil world? The psalmist said, I got a guide. I got a scout. I got a partner. I got a companion. I got somebody giving me discernment to make the right kind of decisions. Sir, what is it? word it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path we got anybody here tonight ever been camping anybody here likes to go camping I go by these campgrounds and see these half a million dollar buses with power and satellites that ain't camping but if I go camping that's how I want to go camping let me tell you Miss Arthur's idea of camping. The fifth floor, the Howard Johnson's Hotel, Panama City. That's about as rough as Julie Gets. But how many's ever been camping and you had a lantern? Whether it was run by battery, or as my dad would say a battery or, or one of them oil lanterns that you can't light without throwing it. If you can light one of them oil lanterns and not lose your testimony, you're a wonderful Christian. And man, that lantern, it's good, ain't it? It'll light up your path. It'll light up all around you. But you can hold that lantern up as high as you want and about four to five feet, bam-o, you're in the dark again. Now, I believe that's why the Lord gave man wisdom to invent a good old flashlight. Because you know what that flashlight will do? It just won't light up like a lantern around you. But son, you can shine that thing down the dark path and see where you're going. And the psalmist said, you know what the word of God is for me? It's a light unto my path. It lights up where I am. I can see where I'm living. How am I supposed to live? I can see what's going on around me. But He said, it's more than a lamp unto my feet. He said, it's not like an old oil lantern. He said, it's a light unto my path. And the same word light there refers to the quantum energy of sunshine. He said, the word of God is like a lamp under my feet. It lights up where I'm living, how I need to live, my surroundings. He said, but if I hold it high enough, it'll not only tell me about the present, but it even tell me about my future. It's a light unto my path. And I'm so glad we have a book called the Bible that tells us about our present But honey, it does more than that. It'll show you about our future. And can I just say when it comes to the future of a child of God, the view from here, it's looking pretty good. Because I'm glad from here to glory, we have a book that will help us discern and make decisions that we might live our life for the glory of God. 150 verses and I've only give you five or six of them while the psalmist loved and appreciated the word of God and I believe we love it and we appreciate it as well because it's our defense and deliverance it's our dependence and our devotion it's our desire and it's our delight and it's our discernment it helps us make decisions listen to this verse and we're going to go The 33rd verse, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it until the end. I love that line. Lord, if you'll just teach me from thy word, I will keep it to the end. And Aren't you glad tonight we have a book called the Bible, the Word of God, that will stay with us to the end. And what I love about it, it will not only stay with us to the end, but praise God through all eternity. I love the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, when this world crumbles and all the philosophies of the world crumbles, I promise you the Bible still stands. And if you will build your life on the unsinkable foundation of God's eternal word, we can sing with the songwriter that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, but we wholly lean on Jesus' name. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, which is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, Ye who unto Jesus for refuge have fled. I said this the other Sunday night when I was teaching through Psalm 19. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B. L.E. Thank God for the Bible. You don't know something about God? Read the Word. And you'll be no closer to God than you are close to His Word. Let's stand together. Lord, we love you tonight.